The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. Uh, My guest today, Mark Allen, has changed my life probably in more ways that he is even aware of. Um, In 2011, somebody gave me the book, The Greatest Secret of All. I'm Mark Allen, who happens to be one of the co-founders of New World Library. And that book kind of became a, uh, like my daily guide, my daily planner. And I actually incorporated it into many of my talks. And I would tell people, you need to get this book because life is magical. Well, then a year later, he came out with another amazing book, um, The Magical Path, which was um, kind of like, I think, the greatest secret on steroids, and then a course that he has been teaching for years to help people along the way. And today, we're going to talk about that. And I also want to say that uh, I have interviewed many of his authors from New World Library here on my show, and that's one of the ways that he has also changed my life. So without further ado, welcome to Soulful Living, Mark. Well, thank you, Terry. What a sweet introduction. <laughs> you are so welcome. Um, when The Greatest Secret of All landed on my path, I was actually in the process of teaching um, people that had lost their jobs recently, kind of lost hope. So I would talk about your book and tell them, you need to get this. It's simple. It's easy. Mm-hmm. And it is um it is a wonderful tool to help you get to where you are. And I would share a bit of your story. So um, with that said, I'd love for you to share just a little bit of your story and where you were at at one point where you had felt you had nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. The, the real quick brief version for a relatively brief show is, uh, uh, I mean, I came out of the, Minnesota suburbs and uh, uh, loved theater and was a theater major at University of Minnesota. But I was seriously depressed through uh, college. And that really forced me, when I left college, uh, it forced me on a spiritual path. And I finally I left theater and I went uh, to a Zen center on Maui for six months, which looking back was a very good thing I did for my mental, physical, and emotional health. Then I wandered around uh, all through my 20s um, trying different things. I, I tried about 10 different careers, and I was a spiritual seeker. And, and uh, But then uh, I, the one, I, so I always had a very important piece. The piece was do what you love, do what you're mm-hmm. passionate about. I knew that was important. I ignored my father saying, go work for a corporation. I said, forget it. I, I, so that has served me very well over the years. The piece I did not have at all was how to make some money doing what you love, how to support yourself doing what you love. I was completely clueless. I didn't know what banks did. I didn't know a thing about money. And uh, and then 
I, I turned 30 and I woke up in a total state of shock, realizing I wasn't a kid anymore. I, and I looked at my life. I had no job. I had no income at all. I was scrounging, a word we used all the time, every month, to scrape together $65 in rent. This was back in the what, 70s. Rent was cheap, at least. And, uh, <laughs> a just, lot cheaper than today, I, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I realized I had no plan. I had, I had no goals. I was just living day to day. And that's why I wasn't getting on top of things. So I remembered a little game we'd play during, uh, in about, when about, I was 23, so I tried a back to the land experiment, and that was a total disaster. I lasted about six months, but, but one night sitting around a fire, this one couple said, let's play a game we play at church camp. They were church camp teachers. They said, let's, it's called Ideal Scene. Let's imagine five years have passed and everything has gone as well as you could imagine what would your life look like? And we all went around this circle and said something. And I was 22 at the time, and I don't remember a word of what I said. I've tried to remember. I don't remember a word. So obviously, it had zero impact in my life. But the day I turned 30, alone in my room, I couldn't have a party or anything. I had to think about things. Alone in my room, I thought, this is a good game to play. And that's mm-hmm. what changed my life. This time, I took a sheet of paper. And at the top wrote, ideal scene. And I dared to imagine five years in the future, so I was 35. Wow. It's like middle-aged. To a lot of people, that is. You know, my grandson certainly thinks so. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) they they do. And and I realized when I turned 30, through my 20s, I felt like a teenager in a way. I didn't have any... Uh, and that's one reason I didn't have any plans, any goals, and anything. I, mm-hmm. I tried being a musician. I had a rock band. I was in two theater companies that fell apart. I, I spent three and a half years at a Tibetan center trying to see how you can possibly adapt Tibetan Buddhism to America and realize it's very difficult. And, and then became a workshop junkie. I called myself in Berkeley, California, and went to all these different workshops and things, some of which were very good and taught me a lot, actually. But the day I turned 30, I I think that's the day I became an adult. And it Mm -hmm. sure changed my life because when I woke up in the morning, I was directionless. And then when I wrote Ideal Scene, I just, I put Ideal Scene in big letters at the top. And I imagined I was 35 living my ideal. And I was just amazed at what spilled out. I have a successful publishing company, and I write books, and I record the music of it, and I have a big, beautiful house on a hill with great views. And, and of course, doubts and fears just assailed me, just assaulted me, but I kept going. And then I added what is maybe my unique contribution to humanity so far. I said, oh, and I also have a life of ease. I don't work too hard. I want to work musicians' hours or actors' hours where you never do a thing before 1 a.m. I mean, 1 p.m. 1 in the mm-hmm. afternoon, you never do a thing. You know, uh, this is, I'm a little confused because I got up early for you, uh, and I'm going to go to bed right after this. I'm on the West Coast, so I, I don't get up at nine. This is uh, uh, I get up at 11 usually or so, and so. Uh, so I added that. I want a life of ease. I want success. 
but I don't want to work too hard. That became my goal. Now, my doubts and fears said, impossible, never been done. You, you have to work hard to succeed. And I realized I had all this conditioning and all this programming that we all have from a very type A workaholic culture, that you got to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, I was told, if you start your own business. I was told by my own father that. My own, when I said I was going to start a business, my dad's first words were, well, you know, 80% of businesses fail their first two years. And I realized, oh, I can't tell this man anything. I can't share my dreams with him because he reflects my own doubts. He'll shoot him down. That's why he still works for the big corporation in a job he doesn't like. So I, I just found one good friend I could share my dream with. And that's all you really need. You don't even need that. But it's very helpful. You have a supportive friend that supports you rather than. And I came to realize over the years, what I did on that day was simple. There were just two simple things. It's not complicated. The older I get, the simpler I see it. All you really need to do is dare to dream and make a clear goal and take the first obvious steps. Once you make a clear goal, the next step becomes obvious, the next thing to do. Oh, I had to learn about business. I had to reuse Business 101 textbook and talk to people who knew more about business than I did. That was my that was really my first business plan because that's all I knew. But once well, you and said a I, clear I, yeah. you know, what you were saying, oh, yeah. too, about um, about your parents, I grew up with that same, um, you know, childhood lifestyle where you had to work hard. It was very difficult. Uh, there wasn't joy. There wasn't any of that. There certainly wasn't magic. And, you know, you fast forward 30 some years later and you're the living example of that. And the words that I even have told myself since being introduced to your work is ease, effortless and ease. And, um, you know, I tell people it's kind of like the law of attraction on steroids because, yes, it is about kind of about the law of attraction, but it's also about the law of action. And, you know, as you said, daring to dream, you know, seeing that dream, but not just sitting on your couch and saying, you know, this is this is what I'm seeing myself as five years. Uh, but mm-hmm. I also have to act on that. I have to do something and kind of work right. backwards on that. And um and, you know, you talk about when you when you introduce the magical path, when you talk about the magical path, as you said now, you know, you talk about it kind of being easy and that it's it's also a direct path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean by that? The reason I stuck with Tibetan Buddhism for three and a half years is the Lama kept saying, this is the direct path. This is well, I did not find it through Tibetan Buddhism. But I latched onto that phrase, mm-hmm. meaning this, I want to find the keys that bring me there immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't have the discipline to have a tradition that says you have to meditate for 20 years before you experience something or other. I want it now. I want the direct path. And I spent, I spent a long time reflecting on that and and finally putting that together. And I did realize, yes, you can look at it as a magical path. 
if you're a magically inclined person. If you're not, you can look at it as, uh, like my book, Visionary Business. You can mm -hmm. look at it as just making a plan, strategic planning. You make that plan with a clear goal at the top. You take the first obvious steps in front of you and keep affirming that you are now on your way to that goal and you will be on your way to that goal. Our words are so powerful. What we tell ourselves, what we affirm is incredibly powerful. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And um, listeners, again, I'm chatting with Mark Allen, and we're talking about his work, uh, The Magical Path and The Greatest Secret of All. Uh, Mark has recently uh, relaunched his Magical Path workshop that's up for, I think, another couple of weeks. All of his yes. information will be here on on the Soulful Living page here at Empower Radio. And um, going back to to ease and effortlessness, and also uh, you talked about affirmations. I uh, remember in I think it's in both both books, and uh, but it was something about one of your one of your clients. One of your students uh, talked about how she was in a negative situation and she definitely had negative self-talk. And the two of you came up with a phrase for her, something along the lines of, I'm now working in a wonderful place, in a wonderful way, with wonderful people, and wonderful pay. And that became right. her mantra, right? Like her daily yeah, mantra. I Yes, I do wonderful work in a wonderful way with wonderful people for wonderful pay. She started saying that over and over every day. And then she looked back on, I actually didn't come up with that. I ran into her fairly recently and we hadn't seen each other in over 30 years. And I said, how were the last 30 years? And she said, well, you know, I was kind of like you, Mark. I went through my 20s really wondering around, not knowing what to do. Then I turned 30. And she too was in a state of shock at 30 and she found <laughs> creative visualization, that book by Shakti Gawain, the first mm -hmm. really successful book I published. And she said she got it in there, though I don't remember it in there, but she said she found the affirmation. I do wonderful work in a wonderful way with wonderful people for wonderful things. She said she started saying that over and over and then got the idea to start her own business in Seattle. And she did. And she said for the last 30 years, she's just done wonderful work in a wonderful way with wonderful people for wonderful pay. Isn't that the power amazing? of our words? Like that whole, com to me, that's part of the magic. Uh, and again, like what you said, whatever you call it, that's mm -hmm. part of the magic is incorporating all of that and then living that lifestyle. And you certainly are somebody that lives that lifestyle and also just gives away the essence of everything that you know, that you learn, you know, you walk the yes. talk and you share it. Yeah. I, I keep saying it's simple. It's just two essential things. Dare to dream and go for it. And then deal with the doubts and fears that inevitably arise for every one of us. Once we dare to dream of something expansive, mm -hmm. that's it. That's the entire the two essential things. Go for your dreams. Dare to live the life of your dreams. And it helps to keep affirming you can do it in, a, in an easy and relaxed manner, a healthy and positive way. 
in its own perfect time for the highest good of all. I kept affirming that. Mm-hmm. I realized along the way, all it's it's about mastery, and real mastery has ease to it. It doesn't have stress to it, striving. Uh, so so many, everybody in our culture, nearly, you know, it's it's a good thing to be busy. How are you doing? Oh, I'm busy. I'm you're really be- keeping busy. Good. Well, I I, I choose another way. I, I to me, real mastery is easy and effortless with a lot of time. The, the great, great artists that we see, the masters, play with ease. Look at Jimi Hendrix playing a guitar. He's chewing his gum. He's so relaxed. You know, he's playing with ease, and that's real mastery. So well, I have a friend. I'm doing everything with there, ease. The highest good of all. Mm-hmm. That's that is me, a great one. Um, just says that there's no harm to anyone in all of this. That it's a place of love, and that yes, that grace and ease for the highest good of all. To me, that's uh, what humanity really needs, maybe now more than ever. Yes, that one phrase keeps you on the right path for the highest yes. good of all. And it includes you. You're saying, you're affirming, you want to do what is for your highest good. That means the highest, most expansive, wonderful thing you can do. Let's, every, one, every one of us is truly extraordinary. And I've just been encouraging people to be more and more and more extraordinary. Don't be ordinary. Don't conform to anything at all because of any outside pressure or family pressure or society. No, be extraordinary because you have that within you. You have some extraordinary genius. Each one of us is a genius in some way. And we're also totally clueless in other ways, and that's what makes life so interesting. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why couples get together, because usually, you know, one person in the couple, their genius is very different from the other person's, and they're there to teach each other where each one is clueless. Mm -hmm. So in the online program, um, I think I read that there are like six different ses- sessions, but it's, yes, it, it, yes. what are some of the things that are included in that? I worked through the entire Magical Path book in six sessions. Wow. And the Magical Path book has, it has 12, it has 12 long in-depth chapters. Mm-hmm. And in a way, each one of those chapters is a course in itself. So I tell people, don't just read through the book. And the same thing with the, the videos. Don't just blitz through it because it, it is so much. You have to work a piece at a time. But uh, I often think I included everything in there. At first, I thought it would be a fairly short book because I thought I'll just do everything I've done that I consider magical over the years. It's not that much. A few simple exercises and a few simple things, and I started writing the thing, and I kept waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning, which I do say, oh, yeah, I did that, too. I, I have to include that, because <laughs> I think, and I did that. And so I ended up with what I call this, like, pretty vast buffet of different possibilities, simple rituals, simple affirmations, simple things to do. Mm-hmm. And I just say, take, you know, pick, 
pick it, pick something and try it and leave the rest. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that what happens is people get so caught up in it has to be difficult, as we were talking about earlier, and they get caught up in the technical difficulties instead of just being present and allowing, as you keep saying, a simple routine, a simple practice, you know, ease and grace and letting go of the piece that it has to be difficult. One simple change, one simple tool that you can implement into your life can make all the difference in the world. I know for me, just by taking on those words, when I, you know, was first introduced to your work, um, grace and ease, ease and effortlessness, you know, maybe something mm-hmm. like paying attention to my morning routine and is it really serving me? I, I think I remember reading that in one of the chapters and uh, mm-hmm. again, simplicity. Yes, I think you zeroed in on a, a real essential thing because I think looking back for years, what stopped me from really reaching that fulfillment was I would have a breakthrough and I would realize it's so simple. And I think we've all had those breakthroughs. We've all had those aha moments and those, even those peak experiences that Maslow talks about that just where we understand it, we got it. But then our mind comes in and says, and I remember this over and over having this discussion in my mind saying, Oh, it's not that simple. It's more complicated here because you're dealing with your whole subconscious. You're dealing with every memory you've ever had. You're dealing blah, blah, blah. And my mind kept saying it's much more complicated. And then I'd have that moment and I'd say, it's very simple. It's very simple. You just get a clear goal and take steps and, and let those doubts and fears go. No, no, no. It's more complicated than that. And I finally realized it is simple. Just what you're saying. It's very simple. A child yes. can understand it. Yes, it's a matter and you of reiterate that over and over again in your work that yeah. we just need to stay on this. Try this one thing and and use mm-hmm. it as that tool. Yes, yes. I wish That's we'd good. teach creative visualization in grade schools and my books in high school. That'd be that great. would be amazing. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would be really amazing. And from my perspective, I say, you know, um, so I practice shamanic work, and I know that one of the yes. big pieces that drew me to your work is that you constantly talked about that direct path. And I think of shamanic work as, you know, direct revelation. So I look at all of that as it, it all just kind of comes together and being allowed to to accept creative visualization and imagination and uh, going with it as opposed to somebody saying, stop using your imagination and let's focus on the the definitive business practices because it gets lost in there. Yes, exactly. I I think school has it backwards where the subconscious thing that's going on is the teachers are saying, kids, you don't know anything. I know everything. I'm teaching it to you. I'm writing it on a board. And then you have to memorize it and give it to me back in the test. That's school. Instead, right. school should be. And I mean, kids need that for yeah, reading and writing arithmetic. You need that. Okay. Part of the time, yeah, I do that. But part of the time, the teacher should say, you know, every one of you kids is a creative genius in your own way. So what do you want to do? 
what really excites you and how can I support you in doing it? Let's yeah, take this day, imagine you know? how much more joy there would be in the world if <sighs> kids were allowed to learn that it's okay so that when they're an adult and they're 30, instead of sitting in their room by themselves on their birthday, thinking about what the heck <laughs> am I going to do, they're there's moments of joy where they're already living yeah. their passion. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. Little, little kids do that. That is their life. You know, a six-year-old knows exactly. You know, they, they just love every moment, and they're doing all kinds of things. And then they send them to school, and they just they get their, their creative genius buried, and they yeah. forget about it for years until hopefully it resurfaces. Right. Well, Mark, we're down to the wire. We only have about two minutes left. And uh, listeners, I want to remind you that I've been having a conversation with Mark Allen. He is the um, co-founding publisher of New World Library, among many other things. Obviously, an author, a musician. Um, Really, he lives the magical path. And Look for his stuff, find his work. Mark, I would love for you to leave the listeners with something they can take out into the day that maybe can help elevate their soul or help them on their path. What would that be for you? Mm-hmm. I just find an affirmation that feels good in every cell of your body, like I am now living the life of my dreams in an easy and relaxed manner a healthy and positive way in its own perfect time for the highest good of all. Or even mm. what I put on Facebook yesterday, I, I came up with holding my son at night. I would say to him, I close my eyes and see a field of light. And I feel that light and life in every cell of my body, nurturing and healing every cell. And I know that light and life and love is who and what I am now and forever. Mm, That is absolutely beautiful. And that needs to be out to every being on the planet. Thank you so much Mm. for sharing that. Thank you for sharing everything that you do with the world. I'm, I'm so grateful and I love you. Oh, thank you, Terry, for everything you do. I love you too. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.